Yeah. Mikey, that guy Sean, actually, we should you said probably Reiki? get him. What? <laughs> Mike, Mikey. They said Reiki. No. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> we should actually have Sean on here. He just did um, two horror films, and one is actually getting a lot of attention, so he might want to talk what about film? that. What uh, film? So you know how they did the um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did Thumper. Oh, okay. the Bambi one? Yeah. He directed really? that. Yeah, we used oh. to have a YouTube channel together. Sure. Um, but that was fucking forever ago. You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Broadcasting from the last iceberg, it's Failing Hollywood. I am your ever-inconsistent co-host, Billiam. We also have a Grant and your host, Mikey T. And with us today is Jeff King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was that not enough enthusiasm? No, no. No. We're waiting for the intro music. <laughs> I mean, you can shut off wow. whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you don't want the abrupt stop, though. <laughs> yeah, but you know, when you... Uh... you know, I just no. realized you, what your hat is. Oh, it's Mr. DNA from... Yeah. Um, Dino DNA. Dino DNA. <laughs> I went to Universal uh, last year with some friends. They'd never been to... LA um, so we were like we we're like what do you want to do and they said from uh, from home uh no they live in uh Florida yeah. uh, some yeah. of Sky's friends so yeah. Like friends with Florida. Yeah, so, yeah from so they're from Florida and they come to LA and you're like let's go to if Universal you guys either. definitely don't have that there they wanted to go to Universal oh, okay. and I said okay they're like wow ours is so great LA's one must be great too no <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> it's tight. You can do the Harry Potter ride and get squirted in the face. You can do the Simpsons ride and get squirted in That's the face. That's true. You can I get do, squirted uh, in the face sitting in line sometimes <laughs> if I'm getting bored. Yeah. Jesus. But that was our running Hollywood. joke. Every ride, somebody, something just like gets you in the face a little bit. They really, I know. <laughs> Universals, they love throwing shit at you. They're like, we need you to feel something. <laughs> uh, Jeff. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Yeah, Jeff showed up today in full Versace robe getup, which I appreciate a lot. It's a very commanding look. It's Sunday. It's comfy. <laughs> yeah. It looks comfy. And you're a SAG-AFTRA actor, right? Yeah. yeah. SAG-AFTRA, sag you know? <laughs> yeah, so you guys are still striking. That is not over yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people in the union are out there in the streets. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. But I see them and I honk at them when yeah. I drive by. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel like honking's the least you could do. It's <laughs> the least you could do. You know, I just drive by real fast. Yeah. yeah. I like you put a, you, sometimes you can put a fist out the window. Sometimes you, I yeah. throw water at them. There you go. <laughs> Squirt them in the <laughs> face. Yeah. Walk by with a bucket and just flick it. You need to face. feel something. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> I always do the... Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, that's the winner. So that way it's not like, it doesn't seem angry. It seems like I'm in support. I mean, some of those fuckers are, I mean, they're definitely out there giving all of that energy that they would have spent all day on their three auditions, um, just engaging with people out there on the corner of Netflix there. They're really trying to get it. I mean, you know, it's funny because I have a friend and me and him, he, he doesn't, he's not in any union, but he's, USC does indie stuff. Right, right. And he's like 
he's just the greatest guy to just like joke. He's Jewish. I didn't know. He made me realize how funny Jewish people are. Um, it's kind of quiet. We were waiting for the next piece of the story. I mean, a friend of mine. He's just super funny, and and it's and it's just crazy because we were talking, and I was like, I'm I'm surprised that like nobody's like dressed up as like Jack Sparrow out there, right? Or like you know, as characters, as characters, like real nuts. What a what a missed opportunity this is. Like we could all just go out there and characters it, just, right, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a it's a line because i i think people also want to like take it seriously and be like i'm me i'm a person yelling about stuff but they are having like the like yeah it was like oh t- i know they guys did the get, pirate day with the, they the did pirate day the um our flag means death right like oh. uh that cast and crew like showed up one day and they made it like a pirate they also, I think they just right. did. I think they just did Barbie Day the other day. Oh also. my God! Like, where, like, is, <laughs> is SAG sending these? Where's emails? their calendar? Where's the Jeez, here I am talking shit, and they already were like, "Hey, that's mean." They should have told us about Barbie Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we get updates from our union, but it's always like one long fucking email that you have to scroll for three minutes and then to like see the little thing at the very bottom where it's like oh hey there's like a there's like a big tailgate for the entire (laughs) local 44 at this place but see that stuff is cool right because as an you know in sag after our president is Fran Drescher. Right. right. Yes. And yes. it's... Oh. Sorry. I had a... <laughs> 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 Mr. Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Will we or won't we? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, like, you know, like I said, it's, it's kind of, it's odd to get those emails from like just this iconic sure. comedic actor. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so serious. It's, you know, it's, it's just hard, I think, because I think I'm in entertainment because it's fun like i right. was yeah. like it's in, it's entertainment yeah that's what i want it's my life that, to be yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we come here and so it's just it's hard to take like these long emails seriously where they're all of a sudden finally like trying to bring in some you, you know real union you know forethought and then it's still led by like you know imagine if seth rogan became like our president one day it's like what are we? Doing? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just we all need to stand out there together. <laughs> it, it's just odd. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'll maybe, bring the weed. Sorry. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I don't really understand what's going on. I mean, there's so many things to be involved in, and I get confused. And I'm just. It is. It is a complicated woven blanket of problems and people. <laughs> I think that was actually for me the biggest surprise when uh, your union went on strike and they started obviously talking more about sag and it was like oh fran drescher she's the president <laughs> yeah Which, i didn't yeah, know i didn't know that until no. the, until this stuff started happening but it's it's actually really beautiful because i always try to tell other artists you know you really i know we're also concerned about getting a job and booking a gig but when you're an artist you have to remember like that's a character you're going to be for the rest of your life and mm-hmm. that's who you're going to remember and i think you know, and this is just shout out to Fran, you know, <laughs> is that so she did the show The Nanny. And I think her audience was a lot of people in the service industry. And that just, you know, they're like, oh, my God, like I'm a nanny or I'm a janitor. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. You know, your show's funny. And it kind of, you know, makes I, I do deserve respect from the family I work. For. You know, it's sure. I'm yeah. sure she's had those conversations because after she was done with um, The Nanny, she got into politics in new york and started working with like local oh. 
uh, not I don't like some kind of commissioner with like on a labor board. So she's actually was uh, has been involved in workers' rights for a really long time, uh, I, and I she produced and directed that show, um, and written and wrote the nanny. So it's really interesting. Oh. Like she's she's a really smart, eloquent person for the job. I agree. It's just still a little like yeah. It's, it's just jarring because it is. It's, some, it's someone that you you know we were we were pretty young when the nanny was on. Yeah, so. but you know I grew up with grandparents, so I also was watching yeah. Cheers. Same. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 Cheers. Golden Girls. Columbo. I was watching a lot of Columbo with my grandma. And Aren't the, you watching Columbo now? Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I'm still watching Columbo. And then they get mad at us for watching like Ren and Stimpy and SpongeBob. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. well, your shows were so freaking boring, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. really, let's be real. We needed the Aqua Teen and the Sea yeah. Lab, you know? Yeah. Aqua Teen number four was number one in the hood, G. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Those first Nicktoons, uh, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, and Rugrats kind of started some sort of animated revolution I yeah think, where oh, things, yeah they're like oh okay we can get a little hinge mostly ren and stimpy doug was pretty like and Rocco's okay, modern life rock was modern that life came later, yeah, but Rocko's those the modern. first three were those three Rocco's was like the tame ren and stimpy but yeah. it, was, it yeah. still it was, was pretty out there it, it was still yeah. pretty it was nuts still, yeah. sometimes <laughs> but yeah like ren and stimpy was like this is what we're about. We're gonna get gross, and we're gonna. I love the. We're gonna fucking, lick butt the cracks close-ups and with the, yeah. the detailed like paintings that oh, they would yeah. do sometime. Yep. Like when he's like, "Shave your tongue," and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got he got me too though, didn't he? The creator of the show. What what happened? He got like me too. I mean, for, I, I bet. Oh yeah, like, he sexual assault or oh. All right, so that show, like that. yeah, that show, that guy who created the show mm-hmm. originally did. Ren's voice and uh Billy West if you guys know Bid Billy West mm-hmm. he yeah he he's you heard his voice a thousand times uh well, Red M&M Bender. he Bender. no he's uh Fry Dr. Farnsworth Zach Brannigan Zoidberg Brannigan's uh, law uh, uh, <laughs> Zo- uh Bender is John John DiMaggio DiMaggio yeah um but anyway, Billy West, this is like early career. He used to work for Howard Stern on his show back in the 90s. And then he got this job doing Ren and Stimpy. He was doing uh, Stimpy's voice. And uh, the creator of the show was doing Ren's voice. And some shit happened. And Nickelodeon was like, all right, the creator of the show has to fucking get the fuck out of here. And he's like, all right, well, I'm taking myself and I'm taking Billy West with me. And Billy's like, no, I'm staying. I'm going to do both voices. <laughs> he's like, I could do Ren's voice, no fucking problem. Yeah. And he just ended up doing both voices and staying with wow. the show. Oh, I didn't but know like, But that was that, uh, that helped him fucking kick Launch his career into... off because he ended up doing so fucking much. He still does. And he he's older now. He's got to be close to 70 because he didn't even start did doing he do, this he, shit until his did, 30s. He did because they, they had like um what the Adult Swim revival of it or something like that where they no, it was like the it FX. FX. It was a PG-13. Oh, um, yeah, I don't like even know if it was a revival. Ren and Stimpy like party time or something. Yeah, party and time it was just like, hey, bitch. Like they, they yes. had like, yeah, they had like, like it was never, darker and dirtier. I never got into it. I never watched it. Um, that show I, is crazy. <laughs> it would really just be... Oh my god! <laughs> so fucked up. Well, <laughs> so it's just yeah, yeah butter wow. toast man, butter toast. Yeah, it was man. really like unhinged and ridiculous. There were um, 
the the beavers that would chew on your your nerves in your oh, teeth. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Man. They would just make up a lot of weird stuff in their universe. That's um, borderline child nightmare fuel. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did you grow up then? Um, Hawaii. You grew up in Hawaii. Yeah. Wow. What island? Oahu. Okay. Yeah. And how long were you there for? Um, I moved there when I was nine. Um, oh, okay. And then I moved away when I was twenty-one and came to LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you moved here specifically for showbiz. Yeah, you know. Also, I mean, there's not a lot of money. Like, you know, unless you're in healthcare or construction, you're not really going to make really any kind of money yeah. in Hawaii. I mean, after right. and it's the most expensive state to live in, isn't it? I mean, it it is. It is. It, yeah. So you moved to you moved from the most expensive state to the second most expensive <laughs> state. I mean, it's really relative. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was I've been looking at houses and it's actually there's a lot of properties in I mean, I'm looking at this one beachfront and it's only you know, half a million. So, you know Here? Um on Oahu. On Oahu. Oh, oh okay. yeah. It's a really nice property. I mean LA, you know, you're getting something in a gutter for a, you know 1.2 oh definitely yeah. and at least out there you know but it's it's the idea right because i'm from there so i have family i know my way around so mm-hmm. it's like for me that makes sense but a lot of people you know who you know live in the mainland trying to do all of that you know, it's it's like why would you so it's it, you know even for me i would only get a home there live in it for a few months out of the year and then rent it out yeah so but anyway um it's all relative. I mean, you just got to keep looking. You know, at the end of the day, there's people that just want to get rid of an investment property. Yeah. Maybe get lucky, get something really cheap. I'm very optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that's kind of how we found this place. And I mean, right timing. You know what I that's mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, I mean, and you look on Zillow and then, you know, like I'm looking at this other property. It has like, it's on the big island. It's like a red, it's elevated off the ground. It looks, it's like in the middle of a jungle. It's on an acre. Oh, man. It has, it's like a private it's really cool. It also has like an underground Take like cave sauna it's, thing. It's ooh. pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah. And it, that's only a hundred and eighty thousand. Holy oh. shit. So it, it comes with an underground cave sauna thing? Yeah, I think the land they bought the land for like twenty grand, built oh my God. built some crazy stuff, lived on it for like the last five, eight years, and they're like, Well, we gotta go back to the mainland. We don't really wanna stay here yeah. with our hippie compound. I mean but it seems pretty cheap for like a starter supervillain lair. That's what I, you know, yeah. Yeah. in the yeah. jungle with a secret cave. Like, you know, I mean, I think it's interesting because since COVID, you know, it's like with, you know, Hollywood, everything that's going on. I mean, I'm sure the rest of the world is just wild too, you know, but I don't know what everybody else is going through like that. But, you know, from COVID and then trying to like get on your feet from that and then now having this like almost six month long strike. Not even just with our industry <sighs> I think because I don't know. Been... I, have you have you been paying attention like I mean I inflation, like... inflation inflate I mean everything is upside down yeah. right now. And every in- we're not the only industry striking right now. Like what is so it? Like General shit. Motors I think just went on strike again. Yeah. UPS went on strike. Amazon went on strike. I heard UPS got their shit. Though. They they did get their shit. They they just They're like they're making some good money. I was like, "Who am I really driving?" Yeah, yeah. they got <laughs> They work hard. I saw one yeah. dude the other day. He had no shirt on. He just had his vest on. I was like, homie, you're working hard. <laughs> like, it's, it's the hottest fucking <laughs> yeah. summer. Holy shit. You take all your clothes off if you want yeah, to. Yeah, he was like, I they mean, say I, that every summer. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. 
They do. I mean, it's, well, it's because it's, it's getting true. hotter every it's year. Getting hotter. <laughs> it's getting yeah. hotter. Are you sure? Are you sure? That's, that's why the intro, I said, we're on the last iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> everything's fucking melting. I think we should just start investing plant uh, investing money into property on like boats. venus or oh, like really oh. hot planets because eventually houseboats is going to be the new norm because we're all going to be underwater soon <laughs> right, yeah. or you know you just Water invest world. in a sauna that way you activate those heat shock proteins so that your body doesn't respond to heat like yeah. it would mm. yeah. is that how it works it actually is yeah yeah because you i mean you sit in the sauna. I mean, that's a hundred and fucking fifty degrees. You do an hour of that once a week. So he the, an hour of that. Yeah. You do an hour in the sauna. Uh, I mean, it's like forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, can, I, 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 I don't know how hot the wind is. I, I, I do the sauna at the gym every morning in the weekday. I go swimming and then I sit in the sauna. But I can barely last fifteen minutes. Sometimes I can't even last fifteen minutes. I mean, that's so enough. Jackie's been complaining about that actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's enough but that is that's how heat shock proteins work I don't even know why I sit in the shot I was like I don't know what benefits of doing this other than it makes me sweat toxins out maybe but that's that's about uh, yeah i don't really know (laughs) it activates uh heat shock proteins uh those so like when you do when you work out like really intensely your body also releases those heat shock proteins and that way like your next the next day you exercise you have adapted to it so it's just how your body responds to like that increase of metabolism that heat that extra energy and so the more you can tolerate the more you can tolerate hot environments so the idea is to keep pushing the time and keep you being know, able no, to tolerate though. more no, no no because you because so you can get chronic and, and i used to do like sauna every day after the gym right. i went to a special place where the gyms are only like maybe go like 120 maybe 130 right. i was going to a place where it was like 170 and it was Holy a dry shit. sauna yeah Ooh. and i noticed that like it started causing a little bit of inflammation because oh, at that no. point you start breaking down yeah stuff in your tissues your and your hormones are super sensitive so like you start ele- keeping your body too high then like it starts breaking down your testosterone holy crap so it can end it can end up creating like chronic inflammation so mm. you do it enough when you start feeling like that pressure of like holy shit i can't breathe anymore that's enough get out get out yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a, it's not a challenge it's it's you're just trying to create you're just trying to trigger a biological response once it's been released that's all you need for the yeah day. that's how i'm feeling <laughs> But yeah, I mean, with that being said, I mean, you know, by the sound of my little spiel there, I've really had to like go inward and like do my own work. You know, I've created an edible business. So yeah, that property in Hawaii, like maybe having people come out, do like retreats, things like that. You know, the Mm -hmm. world's opening up outside of Hollywood and hoping you get an audition request or a job offer and then have to stick your thumb in your ass to work it. You know, do you want to plug your uh, your edible stuff? I mean, we could do it real quick. Yeah. So my my I'm Jeffrey and my, <laughs> my company's name is Jeffrey Drops. It's a mushroom edibles company. Uh, we grow it in Hawaii up on. A mount- oh, cool. Yeah. Up on a mountain on an acre. It's in its own grow shed. So it's not grown under somebody's bed or in a closet. And the coolest part about our business that I love to tell people is so once you kind of prepare the, the kit for growth. Um, because it's so humid there and hot, the island itself kind of grows the fruit. The farmer just goes in and checks to make sure that there's been no like 
cross um, contamination. Right. But he doesn't have to open it up. He doesn't have to spray it with moisture. Doesn't have to change the heat mm. because the island does it itself, and that yeah. makes it a little bit more special, I believe, because you know you have to really create, you know, control all those things and your own little grow thing. So to let them kind of grow freely out in nature, um, I think it, it adds to it because sometimes mushrooms yeah. can be very heavy and you're yeah. like, what the fuck was the grower going through? Because all of a sudden I was having a good day. Now all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to vomit. This may end. We don't really get those kind of, um, we don't get those kind of concerns from our clients. Mm-hmm. We have a hundred, we have 1500 clients. So we've been doing it for three years now. So oh, nice. we have some, you know, we have quality and consistency going for us. So check us out. Jeffrey Jobs. It's on Instagram. It's the best way. Post reviews, photos, a menu. And awesome. If you find us, you find us. Yeah. Is, it, is it legal in uh, in uh, Ohio or um, in uh, Hawaii now? Because um, I know certain states are like re- relaxing the regulations I mean, on it. Decriminalized. I, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I, I feel like it's easier for me to start about like what is actually illegal. So it is like a federally... Uh, controlled substance, sure. Um, for like the sale and distribution I of mean, it for any of the two, exactly. Um, but the interesting about it is that it's not illegal to own the spores, and it's not illegal to grow it yourself, right? Mm. Um, historically, nobody has sat in prison for mushrooms, right? Um, and because of it, the way that mushrooms are. Even if you were to get arrested saying having like a bunch of them on you, um, they don't even have like the kind of, you know, they would just confiscate it and give you a ticket. ticket yeah. um, it's the, they don't really have like testing or anything for that. Um, so ultimately, you know, it's, and, you know, but at the end of the day, the mushrooms are here before us. They're going to be here long after us. Yeah, yeah. They're literally the reason why we decompose and we have new growth in our world. And I think they're powerful, you know, in, in Islam, in Iran. Um, in the Old Testament, the word for mushrooms which was translated to God's fruit. It's, we can't, mm-hmm. you know, we can make everything, you know, there's a lot of shit that's illegal, but it heals us. And yeah. you know, you know, right? So, yeah. um, we, that's why we have a lot of discretion. But here in Los Angeles, it's been decriminalized, meaning that they are not, there won't be any prosecution towards owning it, Hell distributing yes. it, yeah, yeah. Um, manufacturing it. And they're working, and Hawaii is, I think they, they've been, I don't know, I think from, I haven't done the research, but Hawaii I know is there is a facility that's opened with the state and they're going to be allowed to give out micro doses, nice. oh, wow. um, micro doses of psilocybin to people that qualify for it. So, you know, I mean, they give liquor out. It's, I mean, I, I thought poison was illegal, but you know, you can get that on every corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you get whatever. I mean, you can go to a 7-Eleven and buy one. We, buy some. Yeah. There's <laughs> so everything's poison these days. It is. And that's, so at the end of the day, it's like you're either going to live in the matrix or you're going to live outside of it. Yeah. 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 There's no in between. Yeah. It's wild that like certain substances are controlled, but I could go buy a like, a gallon of bleach, no problem, and just drink that in my car if I want. <laughs> or you could tell. Excuse or, me, sir. Are you drinking bleach in there? It was like, okay, I bought it. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. I bought it. It's legal. I I'm have thirsty. the receipt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's like I said, it's a wild world, but you know, that shit will pop up in your backyard if you take yeah. a shit. So that's true. Yeah. You know, if it's, you want the good version of it, you let me know. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's what we used to do in Florida. Control. We just would go out and pick them. Yeah. <laughs> like they were just there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's why. 
I tell people like I kind of ex- describe about what what is illegal because mm-hmm. it is a naturally growing yeah like like mushrooms like I don't you know the ones that grow psilocybin can naturally pop up randomly in nature yeah and it's it's not like weed where you know it has to kind of cultivate and you have a, it, they just they pop up under a tree so it's hard to create something that's literally growing all around you to make it truly illegal yeah right. Yeah. So yeah, I um I just uh, did a trip to Sequoia uh, with some friends. We were it's gonna be like a hiking backpacking trip, but then it turned into um, because there was still snow up there. It turned into just a camping day trail trip, and we did a, a long one where it was called like I think it was called the Sequoia Trail, and it was like kind of off of two other trails, so it was like very remote. And we did some uh, shroom tea, and then we went and did this trip and it was fucking mind-blowing amazing beautiful just walking between these giant trees and then all of a sudden you'd make a bend and then there'd just be this huge open meadow we even saw a bear at one point who was just like i believe it the sleepiest fucking thing i've ever seen at one point the bear kind of looked at us and was like oh i'm going back to bed (laughs) (laughs) he said oh these two guys are out here tripping He's like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to start talking to me. <laughs> Go to bed. And they're going to expect me to talk back. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like that, though. Yeah. Jeez. Especially this course. Sequoia is a good place to trip. I'd done a couple acid trips there, but that was um, a little bit deeper. I've only done one acid trip, like, where I was out in the woods. And I don't know if I really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, acids, I've never had a I don't, bad trip, I, I, but... I, no, I've never had a bad trip, but I don't enjoy acid as much anymore because here's the thing with shrooms, which is nice. Anytime that you are you hit the point and you're doing shrooms to where you're like, I think I've had about enough, you're already on your downslope. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. coming out. Acid, every single time I've done acid, I hit the point and it's like, Okay, I think I've had enough. And, and then, then you, you kind of figured out. You're like five more hours. Five more of hours <laughs> of this. Oh my god. Well, yes. and it was it was kind of nice because of the tea. Yeah. The shrooms only list lasted for about three, four yep. hours. Yeah, about and three, then, four hours. It sounds. And right. then it was it was just I don't know. Shrooms has perfect. a way of just it it gently brings you up, and then will bring you down. Yeah, acid. I I only had that one acid trip. I have acid in my freezer, and it just keeps looking at me. And I don't know if I want to play with you guys. But I had that. It's such a. It's such a. It's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a whole hour could go by, and you're like, oh, it's it's over. And then all of a sudden, you're fucking up, and you're giggling. Your pants are off. You're like, what is? (laughs) What happened to my pants? I I took this shit last night. I was gonna go to Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The cops like, where are your pants? You're like, I was just wondering. In that too. Yeah. My glad pants I'm are <laughs> driving the other car. <laughs> My other car is being that's driven a, yeah, by. That's pants. a big thing with acid because it re, it breaks reality so oh, hard, so that you much. Can get yourself in so much trouble. Yeah. They're in trouble, just like you question everything. It's like, oh, we're gonna have pizza, and you like, you won't eat the pizza. You'll just look at it, be like. Why do, why, how do people put this in their body? It like, breaks, it it breaks your, Look at this thing. It breaks your perception so hard. I know. I, I had a really cool trip, but somebody else in the party freaked the fuck out, and we had to hold them down for six hours while they were like freaking the fuck out. I'm sad. I would have just oh. called the police. Yeah, in college. I, I would have just said, listen, you got to go. Well, it was someone I loved I know, very I know. much at the time. sad. But <laughs> we had to call the neighbors like, yo, don't call the police. Someone's having a, a bad time. We're 
we're dealing with it. Don't even worry. Was this about in your it. little apartment? No, this was. Oh, okay. This is. <laughs> this was. But they say that milk, else's place. milk of magnesium is. Yeah, what? milk and magnesium. <laughs> well, magnesium and milk, milk of, of magnesium. Man. It uh, it attaches to those to like the the molecules, and it helps your body detoxify it. Oh, interesting. Because they're actually active in your bloodstream. They're not yeah. like getting. They're not like stuck on the tissue, and then the tissue's reacting the way like right. testosterone or steroids are. Yeah. It's just something active that like is. Um, they go into your cells. Like there's the, uh, the fuck the receptors in your cells. Like take um, the stuff in. Yeah, but it's it's not like the, the receptors are so superficial. So like they so the milk of magnesium is able to go near them and kind of pop them out mm. because it's an antioxidant. So it's it's that's that's from what I understand. I milk milk magnesium can like pull out testosterone out of your blood as well. This chemicals are interesting. Yeah, I've, I've seen milk work for people that were having bad trips on shrooms, but never I haven't seen it for for acid. Like when I, I mean, have we tried to give anybody that would be to the experiment segment of the show. No, when I was in college, we we finished not our final project, but the project in film school before that, which is like our 16 millimeter project. And as our like rap party, the entire crew went to this one person's house and we all tripped acid together. It was like, there's like 16 of us or something like that. It was a lot of us. Yeah. We all with that many people at one time. it lasted no, like nuts, it, but yeah. but they, it was like somebody's house they like had a trip room with their, which was just like black light with a closet with like glow sticks on the ceiling fans and shit you like you guys are like we i love you guys this <laughs> no it's not even like not even Talking like the peak of the story party so this this apartment was on a third story uh it was a third story apartment it's mm-hmm. a perfect jump height and well, somebody fell Scared. off the balcony. I'm so somebody fell. That's off what I'm the, saying, like, like when you I, are on acid, like reality can just be broken. And yeah, you, think you can. And part- I think that's the most interesting part of psychedelics, right? Is like we think, like, oh, I, I love my house, my four walls. Let me do psychedelics, and then you're like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Why oh, did yeah. I buy myself a prison? Yeah. But the second you do it in nature, you're like, I'm one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is where I'm supposed to live. Dude, right. You like literally find mm-hmm. a, a thing of mud and put your feet yeah. in it. I don't and, want a job. I want to be a chill little guy by a stream. But it's it's just like how your <laughs> mind and that's and I think that's what's so fascinating about psychedelics and why I will always speak to like the occult knowledge of it and like religions because yeah. of a lot of those people in the beginning, you know, were definitely tripping. But it's interesting <laughs> yeah. because it really forces your brain to to look at reality and say like what's organic like and to know that that's really where our consciousness came from was that organic realm and how even today you know thousands of years later we've built all these mcdonald's and you know beautiful spaces and our concrete walls but it's like deep down inside our spirit is like i don't recognize this shit i'm yeah. a you know we would never jump off a three story wall if we were doing acid 2000 years ago you know like it's just to be fair he fell <laughs> <laughs> definitely didn't jump i yeah. was that goofy ass was well, he broken well he it was like one of those moments where like 
because he fell backwards over the railing oh, or whatever. And then, like, half was in there were like, he's dead. <laughs> he <laughs> did a full flip, landed on feet, and went no, to the No, he I landed, landed into a... Ran away. He landed into a bush, luckily. <laughs> oh, so, like, we all, like, go and, like, look George over. Bush. And from what I remember, like, he kind of just crawled out from under the bush. And you just hear, <laughs> He was okay. He didn't, like, crack his skull. <laughs> and then they just, like, nobody he brought him He just got really hunt. bad at singing. Yeah. <laughs> and they just put him up into the corner and... And that like, young man became Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. How old do you think I am? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> but your other love is acting, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think, like, that's, I mean, it's, I had a TV show. I was lucky enough to, like, work with, like, um, an internet company. What you was know, your show? Uh, it was called Upgraded. Um, okay. It was, you know, that was back in the days, like, Bef- like as YouTube was just getting big and like anybody could go on there and create a channel and start getting an audience, you right, know? Right. So they, you know, people, you know, this is like when funny or die was up, you know, before we had the only streaming platform was Netflix. And even then Netflix was just terrible. I think the only thing worth watching was fucking the office on there. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure stranger things had started up by that time. I mean, it's been on air for the last 10 years, but regardless, wow, um, years. I mean, I don't know. Stranger, I don't know. It was to change things. I don't know. They're like I thirty. Don't how, I don't oh, know what. Yeah, <laughs> they, they come all, in and out a lot. The next season, they're all like in their office. It's just turning into the office. I mean, were they in middle shit. school when the show started? I don't even yeah, understand. I think they were. I mean, it was great. But yeah, so I mean, we had. Um, so yeah, we got to do an internet show. We had pe- uh, Eric oh, Andre. Yeah, we watched. Uh, we watched an episode of this. Okay. Yeah. Not this one. We watched the, the we watched the leech episode. Do you still talk to this person, Jamie? I don't talk to her. No. I'm sorry. Is that weird to say on this? <laughs> no. I hope Jamie is having a great life. I think <laughs> you're like I hope she's doing well, but she's dead to me. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting as a you know even back in that that time mm-hmm. I was getting like terribly underpaid, um, and it sucked because. A lot of the people at this network, like, you know, you went on Glassdoor and like all of these people were making like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh shit. Right. I mean, like people were getting really full salaries. I mean, there were people that were, you know, they were just creating memes like, you know, and I'm not trying to be rude, but like, you know, they were on a salary for just creating memes. And I thought that was great. Like, wow, like we can be artists and have our whatever. You know, and for me, like, you know, I came in, did a couple pieces of media for them. I did a really good job, you know, garnered a lot of audience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were like, yeah, like, you know, send us your union details and all this stuff. And then, you know, so excited, all this prep work. And then, you know, I get there. It's the day of set. You know, you're signing paperwork. And they're like, okay, well, it's $200 for the day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like for eight? And they're like, no, for the day. For 12? Yeah. Uh, you have yeah. to do 12-hour days? Yeah. Holy well, shit. We, I mean, but because it was definitely indie, it was definitely like 14-hour days. Holy and so crap. getting like those $166 checks, knowing like I had, you know, here I am spending my union dues and doing all this stuff. And yeah. like, you know, we were getting like millions of views on Facebook for this show. Right. And just... To you know, and then the, you know, I mean, we could just share Jamie's tea. So she was like writing for the show too, I guess. So they gave her like four hundred for that. Okay. But it was never even offered. Like Jeffrey, do you want to come in and sit and help write? There's going to be more money. Mm-hmm. You know, it was never offered. And Jamie right. 
you know, they cur- you know, she curbed that from me, and I thought that was super unfair because yeah. I improbbed my stuff. They were like, "Yeah, Jamie wrote lines, but Jeffrey, I, I mean, I was stoned and just said whatever I wanted, so that's great." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still just the idea of like, what well, I was bringing, what I was bringing. Jamie loved writing, you know, she's bringing what she was, and I'm working for 14 hours making. And I mean, like it sounds $8. like it looks like a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Like, not only that, you're kind of torturing yourselves for the content in a lot of these videos. <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely, yeah. I mean, but it was fun. And yeah. they tried to say like, oh, but you know, you guys are getting really expensive treatments. And I, w- you know, I'm, I'm here for all of that, right? It's fine. But then to know that like, there's just these like industry heads sitting there mm-hmm. on glass, you know, our one director was supposedly making 200000 a year. Holy shit. And, you know, I'd go into her office and it was like, you know, I don't know. It's just weird when you have to like do your own hair, do your own jokes, you know, really kind of like watch your shows and dissect it and figure out what people are liking, you know, to kind of do all that marketing yourself as a comedian, as somebody, you know, performing as yourself. And then not being hanging around making like, yeah, just making, and our, and this show was, um, this show was actually our parent studio was time Warner. So it it was Warner media. And that's what made me really mad because, you know, we had, we were, we were being pitched to adult swim. We were being pitched to Netflix. I still know the people over at adult swim and they, you know, they were watching our show, but you know, for whatever their own politics were, they couldn't, they couldn't secure us those contracts. Um, And by the time we had done the first season of the show, um, there were rumors that like the company was going under. And so at that point, you know, it was just that kind of, time Warner was going under. Well, they, <laughs> they were cutting our, they, they weren't going to fund this venture anymore. It was right before um, Warner was going through their, they were going to sell, they were going to sell. They were, they were like merging. Oh, they were doing like all, a big reshuffle. Yeah. They reshuffle. did that whole thing, you know, and even Warner brothers hasn't even recovered from that, that, that whole whatever it was you know it was also at the yeah. time of me too you know like they were trying to you know disband harvey weinstein right so it was always so like the, just the parent company. there was a lot of shit <laughs> it was so much and you know at the end of the day um you know and so as i started to dissect further into this the industry you know and there's just so much and but we had another character joanne the scammer and they actually purchased his character from him they purchased joanne from him and so he's actually not allowed to create content as Joanne anymore without, oh. and they don't, they don't, they don't let him do it. That and was a character he created. Too. It was a character oh, created, no. and then they were like, "Yeah, come on the show." And then they're like, "We're gonna offer you fifty grand to do whatever." Yeah. And after they had their falling out or whatever, he was able to. He's not legally allowed to perform as Joanne anymore. And so here I am, you know, in the height of this network, they're talking about all this crazy stuff and I don't know what to do. Everybody's making more money than me. They're paying me nothing. I'm literally like, I don't know what to think. Like, is this what Hollywood is? Yeah. And, you know, it just, you know, I definitely let everybody know how I felt, but the company was going under in six months anyway. Yeah. And so the show wasn't going to survive. And that wasn't going to survive. That was already clear to you. It wasn't going to. And so you voicing your concerns, they were pretty much like, okay, well, we don't, in six months, we won't have to even think about this. Well, and it wasn't, no. They didn't want people to know they were going under. Right. Uh, they didn't want people to know that they would should look for new jobs and that there was going to be no more bonuses, no better pay. You know, 
And that's what I did is I kind of whistleblowed and it made a lot of people mad. A lot of people <laughs> took sides and I just left because I knew there wasn't money anyway. And a lot of our fans, you know, even fans like blamed me. They're like, oh my God, the show got canceled. You should have just done it. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, it was a popular show. I mean, I would walk to the grocery store and, like, people would hit me up on the street and people I didn't know. I'd have people calling my name from cars. And it was just it was just wild because I knew I couldn't create a sense of security for myself. And I didn't have resources. I didn't have yeah. a car. I still had to take the train. Like, people coming up to me on the train. It was rough. I don't know. It was just weird. And I, it was a lot to go through. And You're creating content that is recognizable by thousands of people yeah and you're not even making enough money to afford a car i mean not even a car i mean i couldn't even afford an uber to get to the studio for the- i still had to take like a bus yeah. <laughs> I had to take a bus just to go to to film and be like who's gonna haul it you know like it was so sad at that time because like i had already you know been working in hollywood for a few years i was you know coming up through the levels you know mm-hmm. at least getting you know and at least you know even just background on tv shows paid better you know at least paid yeah. hourly yeah. yeah and i mean if you're going in as a sag were you sag at the time yeah, yeah. so if you're yeah, going in as a sag actor background do pay better because yeah for the eight hours they'll at least get like two yeah. something right? yeah and and you know and i had like at that time i was like vegan and gluten-free and they couldn't even get me like an option for my lunch what i know i was like one time i don't know no, so it was just like a lot. I yeah. mean, I was just, yeah. and like, I'm main talent. And you're still main talent. Yeah. They should yeah. be like, and Trump <laughs> was president, so I was definitely uh. using my throat chakra at every chance, <laughs> you know? And so it just, it was, yeah. it was a really intense time. You know, it was like maybe 2016, 2017. Oh, you go my IMDb. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm seeing you did a lot. You've done a lot of music videos, actually, it looks like, huh? Um, you know, I actually worked with, so uh, what some of those are is I was working with, uh, an, a YouTuber, Bart Baker and doing parodies with him. Oh. So Bart Baker just at, like in the early 10, 2010s was parodying everybody's videos. Oh, so cool. He, I mean, Bart does like 200 million views on his parodies. Oh yeah. Look at this. So parodies. <laughs> so yeah, I worked with him for a while, um, on some of his content and I have a lot of, honestly, and like. That's not even half the shit that I've done. Oh, yeah. That's mostly what it is. IMDb is not usually super accurate. (laughs) Because it doesn't, it doesn't make, it's just not making us money. Like, it's just, you know, and that's what I learned, I think, was so, I'm so thankful for. So if everybody, you know, at Super Deluxe, whoever's going to hear this, you know, I'm so thankful because it's like, here I was, 21, moved to LA. You know, I'm a gay black guy trying to make it in Hollywood and then I had an opportunity to like have my own show based off of like my own merit. And like, that was so cool. And it, not through them though. Right. Well, yeah. Well, oh, so, was through them? so we started, so the thing is, is they invited me to do like these live streams. So I was doing live streams and they got super popular and then they started putting me on like, um, short form skits. Oh, cool. So I've even worked with Chloe Feynman who's on SNL right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, we were doing great stuff. Eric Andre also was on that network. Actually, from what I believe, Will Ferrell, it, it's actually, it was like, um, so Will Ferrell created funny or die. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went off, he didn't want to be a part of super deluxe, but he helped, uh, t- was it Tim and Eric? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim yeah. and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He helped them with, 
creating this network. And so I don't remember their names, but Eric Andre would do content. Um, I even think maybe Seth Green had done something in the very early days of it. Yeah, the, is the Gary Sanchez kind of production company under that umbrella? They something did a lot like of that. Stuff I think. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And then they like then so the, I I really can't couldn't tell you too much about how that network was sure. formed. But with that being said, a lot of my childhood dreams I had my own show. I had what at that time I would have considered fame and right. notoriety. And then I was kind of done. Like everything else after that was just you know, having an IM, having an updated IMDb. It's like, what is, IMDb is not going to get me a gig. Yeah. Um, you know, changing my hair all the time and running out and getting all these audition, you know, all of these uh, headshots done. Like all of that just became so trivial. Cause right, it's like, right, I, right. if I can't even book a gig based off of a show that I had done once, then you just, you don't want me like, and it took so much anxiety and stress as an artist away because mm. it, I just, I did it. Like I could even leave now LA and say like, there's, you know, God bless every artist, but it's like, there's people that are going to, work for what i had even in the past their whole lives and and not maybe have that same opportunity of course it was years ago of course it, a lot of that shit died down but it's also at that time what it meant i just wanted to be out there and now that i know it's a hard world it's a really uh, listen i don't know why people want to be fucking famous like yeah, yeah. i really no. at least for being somebody else yeah I, why wouldn't why would you want to be famous for being somebody you're not? And that's why I'm so pro, like I love my mushrooms and I'm still in Hollywood. I actually have a great agent now. You know, shout out to BH Talent. I went yeah. out for like Bel Air this year. Oh, Good cool. trouble. So you know, so they're getting me great stuff. Yeah, getting so you're still going out for auditions. And yeah, all that but stuff now like I'm that. just trying to focus on bigger stuff. But also, it's like. I have my mushroom business. I make great money with that. I'm healing people. Does it, does it change it's, how you're going into your auditions? To, like, are, are, are you I going I tell in, them. If they want to know what I do, I'd let them know. I mean, not even that, <laughs> but like, are you going into your auditions with like a very, like trying to be yourself all on the table kind of attitude or yeah. how often do you just, Yeah, at yeah. least, you know, before like, and that's the thing. It's like, it just feels like begging for money. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's it, exactly what I'm getting. It's at. just, it's like, I mean, it's, you get in your okay, case so of Google calls you into this audition. You don't know who the fuck's going to be in that room. Right. Mm -hmm. So here you are like thinking, having all these anxiety things, like what you're going to say, how you're going to interact, whose hands you're going to shake, whatever, all like all this stuff. <laughs> and then you're going to go in there and then you're going to try like, having like this look in your eyes that lets them know you really want this. You're the right person. It's so much. And then you leave and then you never get a call back. And it's just like, wow, like they didn't choose me. And I realized that that's such an unnecessary part. It is a huge part of like auditions. And like, I know we all have to, we have to audition for these roles, but also we don't like, there's no reason for these people to see 400 fucking actors. Mm -hmm. There's not. And you know, it's sad that sometimes, you know, they call us in so that they're like, you know what? We don't want Jeffrey, but we want to get his audition. Cause we know how he's going to perform in that. And we're going to see it. And then we're going to cast somebody else. Cause Jeffrey's maybe he's not digestible enough for everybody in the world. Mm -hmm. So we're good, but we like we the take, energy. He's take stuff from his. Yeah. From my fucking audition. Yes. Yeah, it's, they're like, it's oh, this one guy world. came in. He was like, oh, you know, like, yeah. So I've been auditions first thing in the morning and they're like, do whatever. Right. And then, but, and then I've been in auditions at the end of the day and they're like, okay, I want you actually to come in. You're going to do this. And you can tell that they've only 
created that action based off one what they've seen that right. day and like what the client likes and I realized I was like ah, here I am with all this skill all this knowledge and I'm showing up and I'm giving it to these people for free it's cyclical it's just it's yeah. sad and right. I was like you Jeffrey you've already made it so even though you're going to go to these auditions you're going to have all this enthusiasm you're going to refine your craft just be yourself go in there if you don't fucking like the way that the casting looks you don't gotta shake their hand don't yeah yeah the, no. trust me i go in sometimes they're sitting there yeah little hoity-toities with their little copies i'm not saying hi to none of you i don't like you <laughs> yeah you guys called me in here and i know people I don't they're care. on their cell phones it, while you're trying it, it, yeah. so they're on their cell phones yeah. but like so i just funny. walked in they're all, like you guys don't even nobody even said <laughs> right. it's so rude like yeah. well, and it's so it's and then you so then you say you're the actor that's auditioning every day of the week so now every day of the week you just and actors i mean my god these some of these artists are so dippity fucking dude oh, like they're yeah. really not bad people right they're really some like sheltered you know fragile living in a bubble you know <laughs> but they're great they're nice they're empathetic truly beautiful people and that's just like people just shit on them constantly and it's yep. and this is supposed to be in an environment where we're supposed to be thriving and it's yeah. creative and like yeah. creating stuff together and then as bill would tell you then say you booked that gig and then being on set's a whole nother fucking beast mm-hmm. it's a whole nother beast i've been booked on stuff where yeah i was principal and this, the set was so mean. Like, the crew was just so mean for no... I'm only there for an hour. And they made sure to let me know that I wasn't welcome. Like, and it's just like, wow. Like, wow. what am I doing? Who am I doing this for? Right. Because you're on set all fucking day. Yeah. You don't meet your fans. You don't... You're not out... You're not out, like, you're Superman, like, no. or whatever. It's, it's, it's so isolated. See, I've been on shows like that where, um, like, I was on a feature that was... It was the worst union feature I've ever had to work on. And it was a similar situation where like the first three, four weeks of the show, all the crews were very anima- like antagonistic towards each other wow. because production had built a scenario where we were like, fuck grip, fuck electric. Wow. And then it wasn't until like the end of week four where like, we were like, we're not driving back and forth, get us a hotel. And we're all staying in a hotel and we're like, well, let's get a drink. And then after like the first night, we're like, yeah, fuck production. You guys are awesome. I yeah. don't know why I was like being a dick to you guys. Yeah, you find out it comes it comes down from from some from EP. Yeah. Like it's that's what's real crazy. Oh, I definitely I find a way. I even if I'm on set, that EP interacts with me somehow, and they always. They always want me to remember like how privileged I should be to, and thankful I should be. Oh, to be right. There. But oh. they don't introduce <laughs> yeah. themselves. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hollywood, it, I don't even care about the money. It's not even really, it's, I really wish that just like the environment changed. And I think that would almost make us be able to work for no money. <laughs> like right. you know we could we could all get by being broke as fuck yeah if, like we actually had fun on set like we actually engaged nobody was classist nobody tried to tell us you know like oh you're just crew or you're a grip or mm-hmm. you know if the actors didn't like make you walk out of their fucking way right. <laughs> like you know just yeah, yeah. whatever it's, a, it's <laughs> yeah it, it's like it's just like with everything it's like uh there's art and art is created and it starts to be a thing, and then people are looking, and they realize they can make money off of it, and they turn it into a business. It's like what MTV did with music and stuff. Oh wow! And uh, wow! 
everything becomes like uh, McDonald's. Like, how can we keep recreating it? it well, becomes... they enforce that corporate structure on it. And yeah. that yeah. corporate structure has no room for personal growth or mm-hmm. personal freedom, identity, you know, and that's, I mean, I'll tell you what, like, it's so wild that we have all these like identity politics going on. Cause I'm like, it still doesn't make the job place a better place. No. Like it's, I mean, I'm glad that they're telling us they care, but it doesn't, make your <laughs> yeah. boss any nicer to you yeah. it's like it's you like know? thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers yeah. saying yeah, thoughts yeah. and prayers is free actually yeah. doing but, something and, but and this is creating the game. some changes <laughs> the game is like the people on the top will say whatever to shut everyone up yeah. so they keep doing stuff that makes yeah. them they'll buy you an ice cream truck yeah. <laughs> hey guys exactly. guess yeah. what pizza yeah, we, yeah. Pizza. hope you like hot and readies it's no. like hey we had this shit before but it's got cheese <laughs> it's like I know it's only Wednesday but um, production got a crepe shop yeah <laughs> in the back there and you're like oh cool because like I would have just taken ten dollars yeah like we were thinking about giving you more money but instead iced coffee yeah iced coffee that's that's something we can enjoy too we spent three we spent three grand to get this coffee truck for you not like there's not any fucking coffee at you know crafts or it's it just I mean I mean I don't know Bill you know he would PA a lot on sets and I think just recently like I saw something that really really turned me off on the end in the industry it's just like that you know I don't know they had like in it have coming out of COVID, you know, being in COVID and like doing all that self work, all that introspection. I was like, I'm gonna be get a chance to be a better person, and I can't wait to meet. You know, I had my mushroom business. I was like, oh, the world's gonna be a better place. Yeah. And then it's like you go back to set, and then I was like, oh, my. I actually started getting PTSD, and it got kind of really bad because I just I've had to put up with a lot in my youth on sets, and then coming back in and realizing nothing really changed really turned just, I don't know. I got even more irate at like cat, just everybody on it. Just, I guess the story I want to say is like, I, you know, I came to set and Nick, you have, you know, every ages on these sets and we have like older people, you know, in their fifties, early sixties. And yeah, people can bring chairs, whatever, regardless. I saw like elderly people sitting on the ground, you know, just like these old background ladies Mm. and just sitting on the ground and crossing their feet on the sound stage and the fire lane. You know, and they're not bitching and moaning about it, but right. it just to me, it, it just it looked, it just I, it just looked so shallow, and it, and I realized in that moment there's nothing here for us because it's like you not even a couple chairs or the fact that we could you know you know background will go grab their own fucking chairs oh, if yeah, we d- can definitely, but just to know that like. There's just elderly, like they don't even care if like, like these people got to get up off, you know, and we got to help them. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, just to have, and be in a workplace and just realize that like, they don't care how old you are. They don't care what it took for you to get here today. And we don't really care how we're going to treat you. I realized I was like this. Yeah. I'd rather get famous off my mushrooms. I'd rather do some cool, like nine perfect stranger show or some yeah, sci-fi yeah. thing where it's like, Oh yeah. You know, you guys not, might not know Jeffrey, but you know, you know, once you start, you're, it's going to open, you know, much rather than that, than some comedy or working with Johnny Knoxville or having my own show. Like I, you know, I try not even to promote my old show unless mm. it's really pertains to the gig, but if, I if, if you did have your own show though, what would it, would it be like a sketch comedy type of thing you think or I think now it's moving on into like the mushroom realm. Oh okay, cool. So like I think it would be super yeah. cool to do like, you know, like an eight series centered around a, a singular person 
on each episode and maybe someone's dealing with like ketamine cocaine oh yeah drinking Ooh. and somehow they they meet me through some austere way and i get them on the mushrooms helps them like proliferate some of these people it really changes their lives some people yeah. oh nice it makes them realize some repressed shit and they end up yeah. actually blame me for it they're like yeah. you're the one that like gave me the shit that made me remember <laughs> that and now i have no fucking family then <laughs> just have that and then because i deal with that like i have a lot right you know i can some, relate wow. yeah and that's what i'm saying we've all yeah. dealed with somebody with a bad trip or having an episode and we were like oh i thought i was help and i just i think having a show like that then maybe I can go back and doing stupid shit, you yeah. know, and just, you know, with my finger up my ass, you yeah. know, but like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting world right now. Like I do feel called to kind of like keep promoting empathy and like good vibes over just being like, Hey bitch, <laughs> you know, that's funny, but it's like, I mean, we've been doing that for a, a minute now. So yeah. Yeah. You feel that. Uh, do you guys want to move on to TV and movie stuff? Yeah, but I really sure. have to pee. You can go pee. Um, we'll try that again because Grant missed his cue. Uh, oh, it's um, I can never remember which button. It's next next to that button. Oh, I have the thing. Oh, you're on a hit stop first. <laughs> I I work the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> this is his third time working the buttons. Let's see how... Hold on to your butts. That's the... okay. Okay, nailed it. <laughs> so, so should I try again? <laughs> wait, wait. Let's let's redo that. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do, do you guys want to talk about some TV and movie stuff? Fuck yeah. Hold on to your butts. Oh man, that was flawless, dude. I nailed it first Def- time. First. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely brought it in, man. With the keys on this one, Mike. He got a little soundboard, and and uh, he's been passing over the responsibility to me and i i offer it you don't have to take it like i'm okay working it but you're like yeah. i'll turn this damn bus around and that's all i had to say about and that's all i had and that's all i had to say about that nailed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're on fire <laughs> it, it's a tough thing when i have because like I, I remember when i'm when you're on like and you have the soundboard with you you're really on but then You'll forget about it if you get like too deep into conversation and then you'll like go back. So there'll be like clusters to where it would just be like there'll be a zinger sound clip for everything and then there'll be nothing for an hour. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I was just listening to you. That was that was uh um so like what would you say is your worst do you have like a worst story like a worst like experience on set oh my god I have a... <laughs> you don't have to put anybody on blast i mean i don't know i mean it's it's one of those things like i i mean for the longest time i mean for a good 10 years i was on set at least three or four days a week you know mm-hmm. and like through holidays I mean, so there's just been a lot of stuff. I mean, I feel like I've experienced Culmination. it. I've experienced it all. I've been on set where people were fucking on the set. I've been Whoa. on set where smoking weed on the set. I've seen literal oh, I've seen that, like yeah. racism. I mean, I've yep. had people. Yep. Sh- I you know I I'll remove myself. I don't know. I don't know. I'm that kind of person that's like, uh, 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 hot, hot. You're getting too, you know, all that. You're getting too hot. You start backing up from me, and I'll remove myself. But I don't know. I I feel like. It's unfair to really call one person out as like a bad experience. Right. Whereas it's more, I think it's more fun for me to say what was like the best experience because then it, I think it really lets people know like the caliber 
of like what to expect. So like I this actually, is, yeah, I worked with uh, Star Wars for two and a half years. I did their, I did a lot of the Clone War, not Clone, yeah, the Clone Wars, the Storm. Sorry, the Stormtrooper work. So I came in. I did like so you were I, being a stormtrooper. Yeah. Or? So I was a stormtrooper. So I did. I uh, we start. I started with the Rebel One. So I did like some pickup shots with that. Oh. And then I moved in and did all of uh, the. What you call it? Uh, oh, I did. There's like a Disneyland commercial where like oh. the like the stormtroopers are like shooting down at a car. I'm actually one of the dudes up there. There's only like shooting down at yeah, just like pew 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 at the car. Yeah. Um. We also did. Um. I did like commercials for Honda or is it no Kia? They have like that re- that Rogue One car. I did commercial work for oh. that. They did that. That took like six months. Yeah. Um, and then I did the Mandalorian the first season in the whole. Were you previous? Are, are you part of the 501? Or, or, no, no, no. The 501, so, yeah. yeah. The 501 is like a special like club organization. Yeah. So how did you get in as a stormtrooper then? Is that just. <laughs> so it just. You got the right body type? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they. So when they so i their first project in america because they were doing it a lot of it in london mm-hmm. i think i mean i think a lot of the desert stuff was here but they were moving production here to finish to, they were just moving production they were moving it out of um um london yeah so like a lot of all, almost all the star wars stuff is now produced here in the u.s yeah um, all the star wars shows at least um, yeah they haven't done a movie in yeah that's right so I think Rebel One and yeah and I Rogue One yeah Rogue One yeah. I don't even I mean I'm oh, I had to learn a lot about Star Wars but I was like, <laughs> but that, but that's what's the craziest thing about that gig is like I didn't know a fucking thing about Star Wars like I had seen the Anakin you know I watched a little bit of the cartoon but that's kind of our industry too is like you don't know anything about it until you start the job and then you have to learn everything right. about it and right. I think they liked that though they liked how interested I was and like what we were doing that day yeah um and I think that's why they kept me on for like two and a half years to just it really what it was is like you know you would hear a job posting or they or they would be like hey jeffrey like the team at lucas they they asked if you were a part of our agency and they you know and so that was cool they were i there was i think a heather there that was working with the costume department i think she had left so like my kind of in went kind of away but also they've gotten i don't know there's americans are deaf we definitely i don't know i'll tell you i mean (laughs) it's funny like it's just funny like because these are costumes right that are like hard shells are made a certain way right and we were told that like in london everybody was like a certain height a certain body like people were being measured but here in the u.s like they decided not to do that so a lot of us some people were like certain heights they'd have to like they'd have to like alter these costumes that they've never had to alter before i remember one guy i don't even want to say his name but he he like star wars i mean we were having lobster tails like and they were so cool star wars those i never heard anybody raise their voice i've never heard anyone be catty or sassy like we're all on star wars like we all oh yes you know we all are here yeah no one's better than you know, um, what's his, uh, I remember J.J. Abrams came out and, like, shook all of our hands. He was like, we picture picked you guys. Thank you for being here. Oh, like, nice. He's like, and then he, and that was great, you know. So I worked on a, a I worked a pickup shot on um, the last movie with Ray. It was the, the John, 
because I'm bad with the names, but the guy that had actually been doing um, the music, the score. Oh, John Williams. John Williams. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a scene in a bar where he makes a little um, a little appearance. Yeah. And so I worked that like, oh, small cool. little sh- scene for him. So it was a big day. I was like, these are some famous ass yeah. people here. Yeah, yeah. It's surreal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was the greatest gig ever, but you know, this one kid, like, he would just eat at his like weight in food and like... He, he like we were doing like and but the cool I mean he would eat his weight in food and he would just like swell in his costume and he like passed out one day oh my God. I mean the team like we like all of their stuff was like getting broken they were like we've had these suits for 20 years but you oh, Americans yeah. are like big and like expanding in them um, <laughs> expanding in them <laughs> yeah I mean they had to like tape like they were using yeah. tape I mean if you guys I mean and I've never fell in love more with film. And that's why I was like, maybe I'll start doing like actiony stuff as the time goes on. But we were doing full scrimmages in the desert there. So like wow. all of those scenes you see were like, they're doing action scenes and ex- none of that is post-production unless it's like a laser beam, but it's, there's definitely landmines having, I mean, I could, there were days where I was like, I made Star Wars. Like we were actually <laughs> running like rebels and stormtroopers yeah. running at each other. They were like, wow. you guys do fake whatever. And then you guys fall. Like they were like, we're just going to film it and just get hours of random ass foot. And we were just out there sweaty and gross. And it was like the best yeah. thing I've ever done with any per company ever. Like I was in the bathroom. Which, per, which Star Wars thing was this? Um, so Rogue that, One. Uh, well, that's what was Mandalorian. So, I mean, most of a lot of because that was like almost like eight, seven months of filming. Wow. But yeah, uh, Rogue One there. I mean, ugh, there's so many. Sorry. I have so many projects. The Mandalorian, the first season. And it's super cool because we also, they also invented that, that dome. Uh, that that L, oh the L, the the volume yeah the volume yeah yeah so like that was the first time I got to be on like a computer digital digitalized stage Set, yeah and it was insane because you stand in it and I mean it's all single cam it's all like steady cam right um for a lot of these Star Wars shots but because like so we were in that dome and they made it like uh, a fucking like a warehouse and it literally looked like a warehouse there was like lights coming in through the rafters on us like i could look because of the led lights i was like this is really realistic it was insane yeah yeah those things are nuts <laughs> like uh that ai taking our jobs that's what we were talking about a little <laughs> bit last episode <laughs> but the, the crazy thing about it though is like as actually how many jobs there were so on this half so like three-fourths of that stage is that dome and then the other is like these benches oh, and there yeah. was like 50 dudes yeah and so when we got there in the morning it looked super like you know geometric right but by the end of the day that was the most they realistic. dial it in yeah, yeah so there i mean there are people working on the set that day color correcting doing like post-production is literally happening immediately yeah, yeah in on real this, time yeah and that's how they're able to get these star wars projects out as quickly as you know a lot of this new cgi it's not taking two years yeah yeah interesting um you should pull out the boards the boards the uh they're up in the top cabinet i want to play some games because we haven't played games in a while (laughs) we we here's the thing we've been getting really into we used to play a ton of games 
and that used to be like segments, but then we got into this thing to where we're like, let's rank in order best to worst all the Nick Cage movies that have ever come out. <laughs> There's a lot of Nick Cage movies. There are. So it's we, impossible. Yeah, so we've just been slowly like incorporating is, this list. Nick which, Cage is also a very hard person to place whether or not he's doing a good job. It is. So no, everyone yeah. has like wildly different opinions. Oh, s- to... Alright, so what's the game? Um, I think, I mean... If you guys want to play something else, I mean, we can't. We probably have time for a couple, but um, I want to play Mario Kart. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna suggest doing the Rotten Tomatoes game to start because we haven't done that in a long time. What do you guys think? Perfect. You want to do some yeah, Rotten that's, Tomatoes? That's a pretty easy one. It's a pretty easy one to concept. So what's gonna happen is you're gonna get a marker and one of these whiteboards, um, and then we're gonna make like a little. We're gonna pull five movies to which we're gonna try to guess the um. Rotten Tomatoes score, okay. the critic score, and the audience score for each one. Um, whoever's closest gets a point on each one. Okay. Um, if you get it exact, the percentage exact, you get two points on it. So, um, not too bad. So we, we have to guess both critic and critic and. So yeah, we'll do critic, audience, and then one, two, three, four. Five. Um. So yeah. So we we'll basically just break the board down like that, right. and then we'll put the uh, the movies. Um. So I will pick the first movie. We can go around. And number one movie we will be doing is Rosemary's Baby. Ooh. I almost I almost picked that for my uh. Oh, uh I must pick that for my wedding song. All right, uh, Grant, pick pick the next movie. The Princess Bride. Oh, okay. Wait, we should be doing these now, huh? Well, you don't need to do the percentages now. We'll oh. write down the movies, and then we'll go. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Excuse me, oh my God. Jeff, do you want to pick a movie? Um, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. These are tough. These are uh, the second one was Princess Bride. These are kind of already tough, tough movies to guess. Actually, it's also kind of not fair that some some of these movies came out before Rotten Tomatoes. Why? Oh. Was, do you think that's gonna? I mean, the because longevity like, of this oh, show. Well, now we got to vote on this movie that like. Oh, people, you mean the younger generations it, that like don't get it? I feel like only people who really re- remember and give a shit about the movie will do something like this, as opposed to I went to the theater and this thing was a piece of shit. So well, now I'm that's something to consider when you're trying to guess the percentages. That's true. What'd you get? Some people do do that. Taxi driver. Taxi oh, driver. They spent twenty dollars on a terrible movie. That's true. <laughs> okay, people and then. get mad at. Ten dollar pad thai, yeah, <laughs> which is a pretty good, pretty good deal for pad thai. <laughs> yeah, but still writing a bad review about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Goodfellas. Okay. All right. Um. So, we'll we'll pull it up in a. In, just a moment here. Let's I mean, see. These are all pretty classic, I would imagine. They I know. That's what I was thinking. Critic reviews. Yeah. I, I, I think these are all going to... I wish we got at least one, like, dog movie in here. 
Like a movie with a dog in <laughs> no, it? No, just a bad... Air Bud? Yeah. No. I mean, that would be a more Homeward interesting Homeward Bound? Um, Santa Paws 2? I mean, those all have high scores, though. Probably. <laughs> especially old, Santa old Paws 2. <laughs> I mean, especially Air Bud. <laughs> they made like 30 They made those. so many of those. And spinoffs? I think I just saw that they made a new one. They'd keep doing it. There's like Air Buddies, and it's like a bunch of puppies. And oh, that was cute, I think. I think I watched it because I was like, wait a minute. And I think they did Air Buddies in space. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and rank what you think <laughs> yeah, the critic and audience choice. Space. What percentage you want for Rosemary's Baby? Go ahead and. We think critic write it down. and audience. Critic percentage. and audience, yeah. Write down what, you, what percentage you would give it, or you think that it's going to have. Secret percentages. Well, I've only seen Hellraiser, so. I mean, you could still guess. Yeah, you could just guess. I I didn't see Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. I heard it was ugly. I haven't seen it for a long time. She's like part of a cult, and then you never watch Princess Bride. No. Oh, that's a classic. That's That's a a good one. I mean, these are all. It's Julia Roberts, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, the other one, Cameron Diaz. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Andre the Giant and right. Um, um, we were just talking about Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Isn't he, did, no, no, no. He didn't produce the movie. The, oh, uh, you're talking about Mel Gibson, Mel, Mel Brooks, or Mel, Mel Brooks, not Very Mel Gibson. Different people. <laughs> it's 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 not one a, hates it's, the other one. It's not the Princess Diaries, if that's what you're thinking. I of. know. I it, was it, like, Let's it's go uh, it's not like it's yeah, it's not it's not like teenage girly. It, it's, it's baby it's, yeah. baby Fred Savage. He's not a baby. He's like a kid. Young yeah, it's, Fred Savage Fred being Savage, told a story. His grandfather is oh. reading him a story, and his grandfather is Peter Falk. Columbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and it's I don't know. It's Rosemary's Baby, it's though. Com- we'll like a, talk about Princess comedy, Bride. <laughs> what did like you? What did you? see comedy, and there's sword fighting. So I feel like a critic would have given. All right. So Rosemary's Baby. Low. What would you put for critic? Um, I gave it 85 critic, 75 audience. Oh, okay. Well, you you put 72 for critic. I did. I gave a 72. I mean, I want to say 68, but. I mean, I haven't seen it. So yeah. Much. What, what about audience? <laughs> a nine, 90. 90. Okay. I love that shit. I did 75 critic, 86 audience. I put 89 critic and audience 81. We're all over the board. Um, I put audience 81. I just figure this is a one where like critics probably liked it and then audience did not like it. Mm. Is Rosemary's one word? Rose. Mm. I met Rosemary. I didn't meet her after the baby. I never met the baby, hey, but that's Rosemary was a bitch. 1968. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a... So the critic score is 96. Um, um, who... Who? What did you have for a high critic score again? 85. 85? I had 89. Anybody? 75. 72. All right, I'm the closest. Still not very close though. A little no. bit off. So, um, what what about for audience score? I put 81, 75. I had, I had 86. I'm a 90. So 86 is closest. Bill gets the point. That's really high. That's okay. It, I'll keep that in mind with how I change that. So, Princess Bride. Um, um, put down your. What did you, what did you put? You put something already. I put 88. For critic, ninety for audience. But I also feel like year, like if I knew the year this movie came out, that would be helpful. It's oh, it's the eighties something. Like late eighties. Yeah. 
It's got to be, yeah, late 80s. I can't believe you've never watched Princess Bride. We should probably watch the trailer so you know there's what the fuck so it's many, about. You know, there's so many movies. There's, there's a so strike many. because they want us to watch it all. They do yeah. want us to watch <laughs> They, 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 like, they hey, said, we're not going to lose mo- money on the ad revenue if you watch all of this old shit. So Hey, human, get your eyes back on a screen <laughs> or you ain't alive. Exactly. 1987. Fuck going to... Greece for the summer. You should be inside watching movies. Yeah. <laughs> Watch our content. Watch the grease in this cooking film. Uh, Princess Bride. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What is Carrie Elwes? Is I don't know. I don't really know anything else. As in. you did a twisted fairy tale. Oh. This bride is coming to collector's edition DVD. I, oh, that's a bad watch trailer. We're not watching the trailer. We're watching the DVD trailer for the Dread Pirate Edition for the Swash. They said at this point we gotta let the trailer plug I know. <laughs> Here's the different editions you can buy. That's all on cassette. I don't know why the audio is being like that. Yeah, it's kind of like a That's tongue joke. Yeah. Get rid of like the pause symbol and shit. Why is this so wacky? Click the yes. up, the thing the the two arrows that are trying to run away from each other. Dude, IMDb is just taking a big old shit. You know, I don't care anymore. That's what the movie. Is. <laughs> I can't okay. believe they sprayed so, shit in what my did, mouth. So what, what like did you that. what did you put, Grant? Eighty eight for critic, ninety for audience. I'm pretty close to that too. Uh, what did I you put? put? Ninety two for critics. 92 for critics and what about audience 88 88 that's we're all in the same area 85 uh critics audience 95 put 92 uh, audience and 82 critic so let's see what the princess bride it's gonna be a very highly rated movie it's just such a fucking classic watch it's like 30 no one fucking likes this film andre the giant was dying at the time (laughs) nope it's very very high critic is 98 so i'm I'm way off with the critic i am too i have a 92 92 92 is the closest yeah i think he got it all right jeffrey's on the board (laughs) I, i am once again one point above the audience score you're one point above you put 95 mm-hmm. i put 92 sounds like bill is it so bill's in the lead he's good with the audience he's good with the audience <laughs> i know the people i used to be a people <laughs> hellraiser this one i think is going to be the only wow. one that's a little bit tricky. i haven't seen hellraiser since i was like i don't know how old i uh it was a nursery rhyme I uh, watched it by accident. I, <laughs> Oops, I, just watched a whole movie. No, I'd never seen it, and my uh, roommate at the time, he had Shudder, and if you just turn on Shudder, which is like all horror movies, it just starts playing it, playing mm-hmm. something, and it was the scene where he's like coming back to life, and you're watching this, uh, like the, the main villain in it, where he's like, he'd gone to hell, and now he's coming back, and it's like, you're watching this human being undisintegrate from like a, I know. from gunk on the floor. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah, and then I, I was mean, like, what am I watching? It's literally the most horrific thing I've ever seen, but it's also like the most realistically yeah. beautiful, terrifying. You're watching his veins start to like worm out yeah. from like this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was, I was, I saw and it. And I was and like, and couldn't look like away. It's CGI. It's all mm-hmm. done it's like with practical, like uh, yeah, and, yeah, like spaghetti noodles. And that's spaghetti think, noodles. And it's like your mind registers that as more realistic. Then. And yeah, it, it uh, probably takes a little bit more pre-thought into doing it. You know, having everything action. ready and right. beforehand, but like. It just looks so much better. Like you do CG, it has like textures. It just, yeah, yeah. What'd you put? I put seventy-five for critic, eighty-five for audience. Seventy-five and eighty-five. Um, I put ninety-eight and ninety-six. Whoa! High hopes People for this. Love it. Yeah. I I put sixty-eight seventy-five. Wow. I, I felt, put 70, I felt, 78. I, I thought felt this at was the, be the time, the critics might be a little more uptight and like, hey, this is gross. But doesn't it get updated to like? Yeah, I think standard? it's. I I think so. True. I don't know. How, yeah. From what I heard, they were doing a Hellraiser TV show. Not that one. Oh no! It was um, the Thirteen Ghosts TV show, and each oh. episode oh, was yeah. going to be about a different which, ghost. Yeah, that's a movie. Oh. That's a movie that I think it's underappreciated. Thirteen Ghosts. That was yeah. terrifying too. That was crazy. The ghosts in that were so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 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 Um. I. I'm perfectly. I nailed the. Uh, the critic score. Wow! I was close with the sixty-eight. Yeah, they don't rate two points horror that high. No, no. Which People is, hate to be. Scared. I mean, slasher films. I don't think any slasher film is really rated super high. I forget something just happened where like some comedy just some comedy just won like an Oscar, and that was like I can't remember what it was. It was a huge deal. Wait, it was like a horror comedy. No, 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 no horror. But I mean, also saying like like comedy. I mean, I guess it's not Rotten oh, Tomatoes, but yeah. just like the industry doesn't there, really look like, highly on comedy. Yeah. yeah, horror which, and comedy are like, which I think that's kind of wrong to think. Like when yeah. they're like they look down on comedy, like horror is one thing, but like a comedy, if you make a comedy and you can make people laugh, I think that's a lot well, more harder. To, it's a lot harder to do than making people be like, oh, I feel sad now. The, the like problem you can bump people out in a couple of minutes, right? The problem with ratings and stuff is like artists are making a thing. And then the rest of the world gets to vote if it's good right. or not. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, you're just this, like, you work in a shoe store. What did you put for audience again? And you just uh, you're 75. say 75. what you think your opinions are. What did you put for audience? Sort of, what? Uh, 68. 68. And then. I think you're closest. Oh, what? for audience. Oh, oh, no, audience, I put 85. I'm oh. way off on audience. Oh. I thought more people liked it. Was anybody closer than five points away, 5% away? No. Oh. I have never been I got so both of them. <laughs> All right. Well, I am in the lead now. I have four, and Bill has two. God, I'm just taking a big shit in the bed right now. <laughs> yeah, Grant has <laughs> nothing. Zero. Jeff Let has that one. that little doo-doo take a nap. Um, taxi driver for Critics Square. Wait, 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 wait. What? Did we do Hellraisers? We just did. Oh, the audience score? I did 75. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about critics. You score. did 75. 75. So Bill gets it. Bill, Bill gets it. I'm so then, sorry. Then in that case, Bill, we are tied. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we were still doing critic, but I was saying some weird shit off on my own somewhere. <laughs> Taxi driver. Uh, I went I went big on this I one. I did too. 95, 95 What's across the board. What did you put? What's it about? I don't Taxi, Taxi driver? Taxi driver it's is... A, Robert De Niro, Martin Nin- Scorsese film. Oh. 1970s, he's I, back from I've Vietnam. I've never seen the full movie. I've seen clips and trailers and stuff. I was trying to find it years ago. You know that famous line it. that everybody repeats? You talking to you me? You talking to me? 
Yeah. Are you talking to me? He's talking. That's that's from that movie. Yeah, he's like a cab driver, and then he kind of goes like he wants to kind of be a vigilante, so he starts kind of training, like buying guns. Right. He just kind of goes they nuts. Love that. They love Robert De Niro. What, so so what, do you, what do you got? What do you got? Ninety-seven and ninety-eight. Ninety-seven and ninety-eight. That's not bad. I did critic score fifty-eight. Fifty-eight? Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. I, sh- I was probably thinking about the critics of the time, thinking like this movie. No, I think they liked it on, right they? off the bat. Yeah, I have no idea. It's like don't I'm... worry, because my audience score is opposite. I think Martin, <laughs> Martin's Scorsese has always had good films. I don't think anyone ever has considered a film of his bad. No, no, I put I put ninety nine for critic and ninety three for audience. Like if anything, he's got a hand in this whole rotten to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's not going to rate that guy badly. True. Not the two thousand. Oh, whoa, that's not the right one. Sorry, not the one with um, Taxi Driver. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even rated. Yeah, how did that pop up first? It's like, I don't know. Looking for Taxi Driver. You must be looking for the two thousand fifteen one. They said we're done paying people. The relevant jewels. one. Yeah. In nineteen seventy. No. Yeah. Nineteen. I don't think this is it. I don't think that's it either. Yeah, let me just. Maybe it's one word. No. Oh, there, there it is. is. Robert De Niro. 76. Where is so, it? 76. 76. This yeah. one. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, so I'm Oh, yeah, and Jodie Foster. This was her first movie. Taxi Drive. Oh. Ooh. So who's closest to 96? Um, I did 97. You did 97. 97? I, I did 95. You did 95? Yeah, we're on either side of it. You guys each get a point then. Ooh. On the board, huh? Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I got I put ninety three for audience. Oh wow! Two points again, nailing it. It's all right. You guys could still win with <laughs> with good. So we're going back to back Scorsese films and so, yeah, Goodfellas with Goodfellas. Yeah. Um, I thought I put Taxi Driver higher for this one though. I thought I put uh, critic score ninety one and then audience score ninety six. See, I don't get specific with it. I just do it on five. So I did ninety five, ninety five. What is that? What is Goodfellas? What is that one? It's um, Ray Liotta uh, and uh, Joe Pesci. It's about a bunch of assholes who like mob guys. Kill each other. Mm, it's okay. it's kind it's of a, it's one of those mob movies. Yeah, yeah. People love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> people love that shit. <laughs> so there I was beating the shit out of my wife yeah, as I was exactly. running late on my date with my girlfriend. <laughs> And they're like, well, I don't know. There's something about this movie that just speaks to me. My best bud, <laughs> Jimmy Dean Sausage. I had to kill him later that night. Because he was skimming money off of our cocaine business. Yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. So, what was it? Goodfellas. <laughs> Let's see if there's like a new Goodfellas. <laughs> Goodfellas no, X. Goodfellas in space. We, I didn't even know were being remade. People are wow. Obsessed. Ooh. Ninety-six and ninety-seven. Wow. So who, who's closest here? I got ninety-five for for critic. Yeah. I did ninety-one. Critic. What are you racing? You're racing something. Ninety-one. There. I'm putting your name in it because <laughs> oh, you won oh, the okay. thing. <laughs> I got I got ninety six. Are you erasing my medical records? <laughs> and then uh, I put ninety seven for audience. I put ninety five oh, really? for audience. Ooh. So we each get a point. Well, I didn't matter. I was ninety six, but you got it on the head. What? I did ninety six, but for audience. Yeah. 
Wait, would you put for audience? 95. I put 96 also. So all three of us get a point. All signs point to points. Well, so you did 95 too. Yeah, I did 95 too. You did too? Yeah. Man, we all get points. But it's 97. You guys did 96. Wait, you did 95? You yeah. don't get a point. Yeah, then. that's what I was saying. Sorry, sorry. But Bill did what? I did 95 for audience, 90 for tomatoes. Oh, no, you don't get a point either. I did 96. Just, just me. Yeah, and you get spot a point. on. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't deserve points. I don't need <laughs> points. Retroactively, we're taking points so, away from Bill. Yeah, I know. Bill's got a total of Every three weeks, three points? Some points away from me. I got a total of five points. Mm-hmm. I won. I, that's, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I won. <laughs> I definitely won. You won. Um, yeah, so good game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to my game. Yeah. Win, win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Add some background music to that whole spot. Yeah, play the outro for Goodfellas. I, I don't yeah. know what it the was, outro would it be. It was like this, like. Wait, are keep we going? Are we ending the show right now? Yeah, we're about to end the show. Why? Do you want to play another game? No. I was gonna say. I just heard the issue? music start. Oh no, say. he just hit it because he's like, "I'll play some music." But well, yeah, maybe we should have another music on here. We have plugs to do first, so it's plugs. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> Well, we did the bat plug. Mini, no, yeah. I mean, if you guys want some mushrooms that are grown on an island, you'll find Jeffrey Drops. Jeffrey and where, Drops. where can people find you? Um, Instagram. I mean, we got it's all up on social media, mm-hmm. uh, but primarily Instagram. Um, Facebook, we have a page. And you'll reach out, and we'll let you know how to go about it, send you our menu. And it's just ten dollars to ship wherever you need it. What's your Instagram? You want to put like uh, that? Yeah, in? so it's spelled J E F F E R Y, then drops like I dropped the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you have one of those real Jeffrey names and not the G E O F. Oh yeah, the Joffrey. <laughs> Joffrey, yeah. Uh, one of those G E O F guys uh, is responsible for my entire film career. Actually. Wow. Wow. Maybe not the whole thing, but it's too bad they're not definitely a real flipping in from <laughs> uh, background into behind camera stuff. Mm. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Joff. Joff. Goff. Goff. Geoff. Yeah. Geoff. We're part of the Inner Circle Podcast Network. You can check out other shows there, such as Angry Dad Podcast, The Plunge, The Plunge, The Hood Diner, The Hood, Hood Diner, Diner. Um, Untrained Eye. Uh, no, it's most of them right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember the plugs that we did last last time, and those, we did a lot of plugs. Those, those ones I remember, just the hair ones. <laughs> and now our hair looks great. Yeah, um, I don't you, have hair plugs. you can also check us out on Facebook, on Instagram. <laughs> on we're we're on TikTok now, mm-hmm. so yeah, check all that stuff out. You can. Um, Send us a message. Do whatever you want there. We're, it's failing Hollywood on everything except for Twitty, Twitter, where we're failing Hollywood because our, the D didn't fit. I can't believe our, he's still saying that. Our podcast name is also carved into almost every public toilet seat in Los Angeles right now. And park bench. And park bench. <laughs> yep. So check all that out. Um, so if you want to send us some new knives, because ours keep breaking. <laughs> yeah. This has been failing Hollywood until next week. There we go.